0: Each and every day, we're faced with choices, and these choices can dramatically shape our lives. That's because choices come with ramifications. Let's have ourselves a pocket-sized pep talk and hear from a man who will teach you more about the choices you make than you could possibly imagine. A pocket-sized pep talk, the podcast that can help energize your business and your life with a quick, inspiring message. Now, here's your host, Rob Jollis today is a special day because i get to interview one of my heroes for more than 25 years today's guest ron james was in and out of prison because of the choices that he made while in prison he decided to make different choices one of which was to write his life story released from prison in 2012 ron published his book aptly named choices and pursued his dream of becoming a professional speaker delivering over 5,000 presentations, inspiring over a quarter of a million people to make their next choice their best choice. Welcome to the show, Ron.
1: Hey, Rob. I really appreciate you having me. And uh, it's an honor, uh, anything to uh, do to promote choices also and to uh, do something with you.
0: Well, that's because, uh, folks, Ron and I do have a little bit of a history. We know each other. And we've got a couple of projects that we kind of keep an eye on. And Ron watches me. I learn a little bit from him. He learns a little bit from me. But today we're going to focus on Ron. So pleasure to have you. I don't want to waste even one more minute. So let's get to work and let my audience hear your message. Let's start with the Ron James story.
1: Uh, Who is Ron James? Uh, Well, first of all, Ron James is a person that has made many, Poor choices. Mm-hmm. From early on, uh, I got in trouble. Huh. And like probably most children, you get corrected by your parents and you, you tell them you're, you're shared or you're told not to do this or not to do that. And I was one of the child ch- children that if you told me to do something, I couldn't do the opposite. So I don't know if anybody else is like that, but that was me. And I found myself getting in more and more more trouble. I I, I, I started to make poor choice after poor choice and it culminated and started to catch up with me um, when I got into uh, elementary school. And when I got into school, I found that some of the students in my elementary school were different than me. You see, I was from Philadelphia, uh Pennsylvania and I moved to the suburbs from the city of Brotherly Love. And when I ended up in the suburbs, I ended up at a school where I was the only black male in my school. The only black person in my school was my younger sister. So I really felt kind of like out of sorts and couldn't figure out how to fit in. And like most children, you're always trying to fit into a situation. So uh, I got some friends, got, you know, uh, I adjusted very well Uh, until one day when I was in the the time I got to the fourth grade, some children innocently enough, as I look back at it, but at the time I didn't receive it that way, started to laugh at me when I read a book in front of class. And as I read this book, uh, I felt myself warming up. What I mean is my body temperature, because I got nervous, my hands started to sweat, my forehead beat it up. And I, I wiped the sweat off of my head and but I still plugged through. And as I continued to read, I got to some of those bigger words, Rob, that were pronunciation issues. And I started to stutter and stammer. And the next thing I knew, the kids started bursting out laughing. And when they did that, I said something to myself. I said to myself, I don't like the laughter, but I said something that I heard. And that was, I hate reading. Now, the truth of the matter was, I did not hate reading. I just didn't want to be laughed at. And it goes back to my original statement of fitting in. So I wanted to teach those children a lesson. And that was, I'll never read again in front of anybody, because nobody's going to laugh at me. So that started me uh, in, in, in uh, my course of making poor choices instead of asking for help or saying, Hey guys, you heard my feeling, my feelings, please don't laugh at me. I turned it into something that was detrimental to myself. And that was, I said, I wasn't going to read. So that started the process. Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting.
0: Seven books later, It looks like you learned how to read pretty well and write pretty well. (laughs) So I I would love to get that fourth grade class on the line and say, oh, what do you think of our buddy now? (laughs) Although I will say this, I've seen you speak. You still sweat a lot. You still sweat a lot. Yeah. I think it works for you as professional speakers. I I always tell my wife, uh, I like when I sweat. I said, I want that audience to see as I walk by to go, "Ooh, that guy's working hard today. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. Now you're out of school Mm -hmm. and um, you've got some other choices to make. And some of these choices are
1: getting you into trouble. Talk to us about that Mm -hmm. a little bit. Absolutely. So what happened was I I, I did graduate from high school and your listeners may be thinking, did you graduate from high school? And you didn't even read because I literally stopped reading. So I had carried a fourth grade reading level education throughout my whole life, Uh, well into my adulthood. So actually, I didn't pick up a book way, 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 way down the road. So anyway, I ended up uh, cheating through elementary school, cheating through middle school, high school, and I went on to college. And it was in college where there was this professor, and she was this bubbly professor that was like, oh, welcome to English Count 101. And she invited everybody in and she gave out these little blue, you know, I'm going to date myself because I'm sure they don't do it this way in college now, but they gave out these little blue essay books. And the first thing I did was open up the books because I was looking for pictures. There were no pictures. <laughs> so she started to write on the board and she put some questions and she said, when everybody's done, you can leave. Well, you know, this is my day degree in college. And I look at the question on the board and like, I can't read it, but I put it together. I see everybody else writing. I write some stuff in it. And I, long story short was, um, it wasn't adequate enough when I turned it in and I left the, room, I left the uh, classroom. And when I came back to class a couple of days later, she said, you need to speak with me. So I spoke with her. And in the process of speaking with her, she said, how did you get this far? And she was adamant. And it was like, oh, she was irate. And she was like, you don't even know how to put together a paragraph. You don't even know how to construct a sentence, and you can't spell. Well, the first two things she said, Rob, were true, but I could spell. And I said, I could spell. So I jumped up out of my seat, and uh, she said, Mr. James, will you spell the word friend? And And, Rob, I couldn't spell that word. I spelled it F-R-E-I-N-D. And uh, certainly for our listeners, we know that that's that's incorrect. So I made a choice at that point, and that choice was to quit college. Uh, again, I said something to myself. I heard what I said, and my actions followed. And I'm on campus, and I'm making the poor choices because now I'm hanging around the other individuals who are are uh, 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 dropping out of school and making poor choices. So I start to uh, smoke weed and uh, drinking alcohol and I'm doing prescription medication that I'm not prescribed to and I started to get on a slippery slope that took me down a path that I had no idea was going to uh, turn out the way that it did so my choices started to land me in areas that I didn't like and the consequences I didn't like them and I started to find out the campus police are chasing me around campus. And then I'm kicked off a of college campus. Uh, and it got so bad that um, uh, 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 I, I started trying experimenting different drugs. And I ended up living uh, homeless in the streets of Philadelphia. So when I mean homeless, I mean I had nowhere to go because I chose to live in the streets. And embarrassment to my family. Um, I wasn't bathing. I go four, five, six days without washing my body. You know, literally, my clothes would stick to me. And I stank. And, you know, I, 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 I you know, and I'm not proud of any of this stuff, but you know, th- this is the real Ron Jane.
0: This is the Ron you James know, I, story. I, yeah,
1: yeah. I, 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 I'd, uh wake up in my own, you know, vomit. Sometimes I defecate on myself and wouldn't clean myself, but. The long and short was, my choices started to 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 progress to get worse and worse. Now I'm stealing and I'm lying and I'm manipulating and i'm, 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 I'm you know, I find myself um, as you opened up the uh, message of the podcast you, you you shared with the audience that I did twenty five years incarceration. Well, that is correct, and I didn't do it the easy way. Now, you may be thinking, what's the easy way to do 25 years, Ron James? That is straight. They did it in and out. I would get out for, you know, 30 days and I'd get locked back up for several years. And then I'd get out for 60 days and get locked up for three. And so it was this process. And the last time I was incarcerated, I ended up doing uh, like seven years. So seven years straight. and And so I have a, Total of twenty five years behind bars. Um, I spent some time in a very short time in a mental institution. Um, you know, uh, I uh, experimented with uh, all kinds of you know prescription medications and 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 and, and, and or, or or just alcohol. Became alcoholic and it was a, it was a downward spiral and uh, I was a mess.
0: And then, and and okay, so we're at the bottom right now. So get ready, folks, because now get ready to be inspired, because <clears throat> we got a man who's just opened up to us. He's he's not holding back. I haven't even heard parts of these stories, but uh, okay, twenty five years in and out the hard way mm-hmm. uh, at the bottom, and then you you make a different choice. Tell us about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm incarcerated and i find myself one day going up like towards the English department there, yeah, the, 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 the schoolroom area. And there was this woman there and I started, seen her, she had some books and stuff that she was trying to bring into her classroom. So I quickly uh, ran up to her and I helped her and take stuff in. And she says, oh, that was very kind. She says, can you, can you help me get the rest of this stuff? So I did that. And she says, "Do you want a job now?" I need to share something with you, Rob. At this particular time in the state of Pennsylvania, if you're working, if you're not working in prison, you get 19 cents an hour for four hours a day, and that money is money that you can use to buy your snacks, your deodorants, your you know cosmetics, and things that you might need. You know, and to get a job in in prison, you might get 20 cents. So it's like you know, way to go, you know, so here I am. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll take a job. And she gives me a job. And little did I know, she was already putting some things in place to help me to better understand reading. So she did some testing with me. She saw where I was at and then she started to help me to read. And then when I learned the things that she was down looking for, her, I'm helping out, handing out papers, doing, and she hired me as a tutor. Now, I was very good in math. I was good with my numbers. So I was able to excel there and help, help the other uh, inmates with that part of the process. But what happened was she started to help and encourage me to read. And then she would say, hey, what you just did, can you show that other show that other guy over there that? And then go over and show him. So she was helping me to, like, submit this or get, get this deep in me so that I was able to Understand it myself, so I did this for a while, and things went very well, and I and I stayed in that that capacity of uh, of a tutor, and then all of a sudden I started to go to the library, and it was at the library that I uh, ran into uh, this book. Now I'm not supposed to, um, you know, you already said I, I'm going to put them out there. You know, Rob doesn't want me to talk about them. But you ain't gonna have the Ryan's story without the Ryan's story. It's not gonna happen. So if you, don't if you kind of like read that and, 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 and get it from you real quick, but Ryan had published a book and uh, he had published several books, but there was one of his books uh, about seminars that was, uh, Rod, what was the title of the book? And it, it, it eludes me right now
0: How to Run Seminars and Workshops.
1: How to Run Seminars and Workshops, exactly right. So I picked up this book and I started to read it. And something inside of me wanted to be able to help other uh, other people. I was already doing it as a tutor, and some of the other inmates were like, you got really good stories, you should you should be a speaker. So I read the book and I was like, wow, I want to do this. So I took out, I looked in the back and there was an address. So I said, okay. So I wrote a letter and I sent it off to him. Now later on, Rob Dallas can share with you his part of that story. But I sent the letter to him and he wrote me back. Now you have to understand the chances of him writing me back were astronomical. But he wrote me back, and in the process, he said, "Hey, if you're serious about what you're saying in your letter, what I wrote to him, he said, then you need to write your book." You now. Was taken back, like, who's this guy telling me what to do? I want to write a book, I want to speak, and I want to do presentations, I want to talk to people. But remember, part of my fear was reading and all of that stuff. So I started to reread the letter, and then I said, you know what? I'm gonna take him as at his challenge. And in his in his letter, he said something that was profound to me. And it was writing is not thinking about writing, writing is not researching about writing, writing is not finding about writing, reading is reading, and that's putting a pen to the paper. If you're serious, put this letter down and start writing. And that's what was said to me. And I did that. So as the process, I wrote, and I wrote him back and told him I to start writing. And then there were some encouragements and stuff by Rob. But that's what got me on the process of writing uh, my first book. And I wrote that book in Grecian in prison um and and and, and it wasn't it it was
0: just 1825 pages i want to drop in on this story now and give you my angle and yes ron i told ron let's i don't want to really bring me into this too much here but um yeah uh, okay so you heard ron's angle i'm busy at work i open up this letter who was who's writing letters anyway and uh, i get this paper letter And uh, but written with such heart and such feeling and and really made me think. And I I have to tell you, you know, believe me, I'm no saint. I thought, well, I'll write this guy back and we'll we'll start. But I don't think he's going to stay with me. Um, And yet and I get another letter and I get another letter and we begin to work. He said 1500 over 1500 pages. That was a very funny part of our relationship because you know, when you're writing a letter and you're not speaking to somebody on the phone, you can miss some spots. <laughs> so, I, Ron, folks, you have to understand when we're talking about fifty over 1,500 pages. That's not on a computer. That's on a yellow pad, a yellow, a yellow legal pad that he's writing on page after page after page, and we're we're communicating. But I, I thought, well, you know, his page counts probably at fifty or seventy. Finally. This We hear fifteen hundred, over fifteen hundred, and um, Ron goes back, edits, edits, edits the work back down. And what was the second second number? We went from fifteen
1: twenty five to what? So I went to like nine hundred, and then with the writing back and forth with you again, you asked me can I cut it in half again? Right. So then. Right. I'm like, so I have to reread all this stuff, take out stuff and I'm doing all that and then I come back to like 475. And then you had the nerve, maybe I guess is the right word.
0: Audacity, nerve, yes. I'm like, yes. What did I do next?
1: (laughs) You said and I'm thinking to myself, how in the world, you know, but there was a process and I really thank you for that because as I started to, and I took it down to like 200 and some pages, which is the actual book we, we, we came out to. But in that process, I kept reliving and seeing myself. And I realized that I didn't like, and there was something that was magical. Something that was something that, that took place in all of that that, 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 that compelled me to say, I don't like this guy. The guy that I'm writing about, I don't want to be him anymore. And there's where choices were solidified. Because I said to myself, I don't want to live like that anymore. Just like I said to myself, I'm not going to read. Just like I said to myself, I'm going to quit college. And all the other poor choices that I made, I said to myself, I'm not going to be him anymore.
0: Yeah. And now you're you're starting to, there's a wave of, of better choices, good choices. But you know, Folks, I got to tell you, every 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 letter. I almost said email. Every letter we wrote ended the same way. Remember how we ended it?
1: I most certainly did. I said, "I will see you in the pit." That's right.
0: That's right. See you in the pit. And the pit, in, in which we wrote about in the book, is um, what trainers and professional speakers refer to as that area. Uh, sometimes we'll get inside a group that a u-shaped area or sometimes just on a stage but that's pit that pit is where we operate and every letter that we signed to each other we ended the same way and um, I'm going to accelerate a little bit because I want to get to where we are now and tell you that yes Ron James finished that book yes that book was published yes um, Ron James not only uh, was paroled in 2012 that's 10 years ago now congratulations uh, and uh, but has a fully functioning professional speaking business that he's much more active than I am as a speaker uh, gets out there in the pit all the time b- continues to write books continues to to press forward and that's why um, I, I you know go back and play any podcast you want count count how many times I use the word hero I don't use it a whole lot I, I that's a that's, that's an important word to me Uh, you're an inspiration and you are a hero to many. Uh, So let's talk about, about some of the things that where you're up to, what you're doing now. And one of them is that you touched on was I'm going to, I'm going to butcher up a quote, but it's Robert Louis Stevenson that I know, but the quote is something like this. Somebody will go ahead and Google it when we're done. But it's something like the most beautiful adventures are those that we do not go out to seek. In other words, Um, I believe what Stevenson was saying is what you experience is that here you are writing a book and the book is going to be a a, a trigger to a speaking business when you get out. But in that process, you're learning about yourself and you're, and you're, you're, Mm -hmm. you're you're studying yourself at an angle you couldn't possibly study uh, by, Mm -hmm. without actually taking that time and exploring those words. And that's the exciting part with, because Ron and I are continuing to, to try and, and see if we can help others this way. So talk about some of the things that you're working
1: on now. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, um, after the books and all that, um, they actually did, um, there were two documentaries that were made of my life story. And, um, then there was a, a motion picture movie titled choices. And, uh, Rob also, he's not going to want me to say this, but I'm saying, No, I want you to say this hey, one. Rob, uh,
0: this one I want. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Rob actually played himself in my movie Title Choices. Right. So, and, uh, and I'm a little bitter about it because. Uh, many of my
0: lines were cut out of the final movie. Uh, so I, I apparently I didn't do quite the job I thought I did, but, but I thought I could play me pretty well. Uh, apparently I, 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 I suffered in some areas, but no, I had a, a wonderful time and it's a terrific movie. Uh, can you find that movie on Netflix? Where, where can somebody find the movie
1: choices? You can find the movie choices on your or Vimeo um and, and they could uh just google uh choices the, the the choices by ron l james the choices movie by ron l james if you google it you'll be able to uh, okay. uh find that yes
0: okay so yeah. if for no other reason not that the ron james story isn't amazing but if for no other reason maybe to catch a few rob jollis sightings in, in the movie yeah. <laughs> uh you gotta you gotta go find that movie uh so let's yeah. talk you're now um you have a foundation that, that su- supports your speaking efforts, correct?
1: Talk about that, that just for correct. a moment. Yeah, um, I, I, it's the your Choice Foundation. And, and the, uh, the idea of the foundation or our cause, our mission or, is to help um, end substance abuse before it starts. And by speaking uh, to these students all over the country, I go, um, actually, uh, last week I was in Arizona. Yesterday I was in Connecticut. I go all over the country—Minnesota, uh, you know, everywhere. California, Kansas—you, you get—you get, you name it. And 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 in doing so, I get a chance to speak into just uh, so many lives. But the idea is to help students make their next choice their best choice. Probably students, uh, uh, Rob, but and as you know, this uh, there are. Corporate events I've speaking I've spoken at and just being able to speak to, at colleges and uh, tomorrow I'm going to Roanoke College uh, but you know just being able to speak into the lives of individuals to help them make better choices the foundation centers and circles and embraces that to help uh, anybody uh, and now it's expanded to um, the Ron the the the, the choices movie two which is actually uh what we're working on and um it's a it's about uh an individual it's 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 about me as coaching this individual but uh the individual has has a fun, it's a story and I, i'll just share this with you he the gentleman his name is jim mincer okay he ends up uh, having some difficulties themselves, and ends in a wheelchair. After being in a wheelchair uh, with muscular dystrophy, his wife, who was a nurse, gets sick, and she goes in the hospital. She has to get her leg amputated. Her leg gets amputated. There were some difficulties, and she ends up dying in the, in the, in the hospital of COVID. Well, that in and of itself seems to be a tragic, tragedy because now he's saying to himself, who's going to take care of me? So then his uh, mother, the following day, passes away of natural causes. So he then is lost his wife and his mother within two days. Like three weeks later, his dad gets sick, goes in the hospital. He dies of COVID. So he loses all these major families. Now he's like, he, he, he's, he's He's like there. And our paths cross, I get a chance to help him. And uh, actually, we spent a lot of time and what I did, what you did for me, Rob, I was able actually to do for him. And now he has published his own book and he is an author and he also is a life coach. So it's like this whole thing is continuing to grow so you're asking you know what happened you know like so anyway the foundation is behind all of that and but life is about serving other people is what i found out and because i was self-centered early in life and very selfish you know to the point of almost narcissist i didn't see anything else except for me but it was when I saw myself in that writing process and going through some things and wanting to do some things different and making new choices, I ended up getting new results. If you keep doing the same things you're doing, you get the same results. It's when you change and make better choices, you get better results.
0: It's so well said. And you know, as a as a father of three, I I, I think your words really help me because sometimes when, when our children or our friends do something that um, you know we're not pleased with. It, it, it's it's hard to focus the message, but actually, usually the issue doesn't focus on the outcome. Uh, it focuses on the choice they made, and and to express mm-hmm. disappointment in the choice as opposed to whatever happened, to me, um, became a much more powerful message to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really does center around our choices. Can we talk a little bit about, and we'll we'll wrap up soon, but I could talk to you all day and Lord knows I do occasionally, but but, but can we talk a little bit about uh, where you are right now in terms of this idea of helping others, sort of the way we've worked and we've helped this person about potentially going back into the prisons and trying to help others write their story and complete their journey and, and educate themselves through their words. Talk about that a little bit
1: yeah so the idea is certainly starts with giving back, and part of it is, I know that how many men enter the collectional institutions and the prisons that they themselves haven't had the opportunity or they can't read or they've been shut down and reading and and then there are others who are. Uh, to love reading and, 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 and are very articulate and very skilled. So, the idea was to go back and to speak into the lives of these individuals and recreate some kind of way to recreate um, what has taken place between you and I. And, um, you know, certainly um, be able to help them and inspire them to write their own material write their own story. Now, does that mean that their story is going to get published? Maybe not. Does that mean it's going to get published and go to a movie? Maybe not. Maybe they're going to be a bestseller, whoever. We don't know. But if we don't take the time and give back, we will never know. So it's better to at least attempt to give back into a group or an audience that is captive, that have a lot of time on their hands, to be able to get the task done and in the process think about what they've done to get to that point
0: yeah and uh you know what's interesting ron i'm i'm really learning a lot from this conversation i i I kid you not because i i i may have heard the story in elementary school but i i passed by it mentally i was sort of focused on where you were and where you were going but you know it seems like the, the the core of your message, of where you first took a a wrong turn, centered around reading, and um, just that moment in front of the class and what that did to you and how that shut you shut that off, and where that choice in a sense began to lead you. It, 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 you know, things began to pile up on that particular choice, but that was the first deviation. It's reading. That's really one of the cores of your messages here. And um, I find that fascinating. And it's one of the reasons why uh, I, I'll, I'll correct one thing you said. Uh, I, and I want to remind you of this. When you were re- writing your book, the one thing I told you was we don't need to worry about publishing it because you get that book done and we're going to pub- we'll get that book published. Uh, that was before the publishing world changed a great deal. I'm telling you that if we go into those prisons, you and me, and um, and we work with somebody, I'll be happy to look them in the eye and tell them, um, you, you, you got a lot of words to put together. We don't, we don't need quite as many as Ron started with, but we got a lot of words put together. But I, I really believe with uh, uh, some venture capitalist support, some other support, we'll figure out a way. I don't ever want to look at a person and say, uh, you won't get it published. How many books you'll sell? Don't know. Will there be a movie made? That one I'm pretty sure is 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 a longer shot. But you write the book, experience that journey, achieve that amazing accomplishment, and for goodness sakes, I don't have a problem looking somebody in the eye and say we'll we'll figure out a way to get it published. So uh, you know, anybody maybe be thinking about that right now. Just uh, be happy to to reach out to either one of us if you want to get behind an idea like this because I think it. I think there's just some tremendous value there. And these are some of the things you've taught me, Ron. Um, uh, you know, uh, through that through that cookie letter that you sent me way back when. Um,
1: they can get in touch with me uh through um uh, my uh website uh ron, ronljames.com. That's my website, or my email is Ron at Ron
0: Yeah. So um, that's Ronljames.com is the website, correct? okay that's great. yeah okay yeah. uh wow uh I, folks we're just scratching the surface this is supposed to you know the show is called pocket Size pep talk some pocket-sized pep talk this was this was a massive pep talk uh but this you couldn't put this one in your pocket if you tried and and again we're scratching the surface but i i want to pull up here i think i want to have you on again and talk about continue to kind of explore the future now we understand how we got here to me that's an amazing story it's it's not as good as the story that's being built right now that's the cool part that's the inspiration to me personally ron can't thank you enough for being on this show grateful to to know you
1: and have you as a friend no oh, and rob i, I am honored um, for your friendship and your kindness and your love towards not only me but my family my wife my daughter and you know, just, just everybody that is uh, in touch with me. And I, I am, I appreciate you and love you, brother.
0: Love you too, Ron. Folks, we'll do it again as well as we can next time. Until then, stay safe. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Outcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more information on this show and Rob at Jollis.com.